Welcome to the Pro-Life Team Podcast. I am Jacob Barr. I'm joined by Garrett Muldrow. We're going to talk about Garrett's video creation experience, his content work, his, his efforts to create video content that is helping pregnancy clinics uh, support uh, their clients, helping them reach their clients in hard scenarios, and how that fits in the greater pro-life sphere of all of us working in different parts and different areas and how the video piece is such an important and integral part into this, into this effort of serving God and helping women across the country. Garrett, I am so glad to have you, have you on here. Um, would you introduce yourself as if you were talking to a group of executive directors? Hey guys, yes, my name is Garrett Muldrum, or uh, you can find me on the internet as Garrett Gold. Uh, it's just kind of my uh, cool name there on the interwebs. But anyways, um, I am originally from Tucson, and when I was 14 years old, I started volunteering with the Crisis Pregnancy Center there, and we were in a performing arts group called Breakdown, and we would go to the different high schools and talk about abstinence. We try to make it really cool. And I think it was really cool. Uh, it definitely uh, saved me from a, a life of maybe bad choices. And it just kept me on the, the straight and narrow, just having other friends who were like, you know, doing the same thing. Um, but then basically, I, I've just grown up kind of in the pro-life uh, movement and doing all kinds of stuff. I've now moved up to Sholo and I live up here um, producing pro-life videos. Um, and so, um, I do a whole bunch of stuff for a company called Heritage House 76. And we've got a couple of different cool products that I'd like to talk about. Um, did I already say this? I am a video producer. So that's, that's what I do around here. So, yeah. So tell us about the video work you're doing with Heritage House. Um, so Bright Course and uh, Hope Sync, tell us about the different things that are going on there. Yeah, we have a couple of different options for um, centers to use all of the parenting videos that we have made. And then we have um, a bunch of, I guess, maybe pro-life or, or apologetics um, videos that would help walk an abortion-minded client into choosing life. And so there's two different things there. One is called Bright Course. The other is called Hope Sync. It's probably best not to talk about them at the same exact time. It might get confusing. So I'll, I'll just talk about Bright Course first. For anyone who's watching this on YouTube and not like just listening to the podcast, that's uh, what Bright Course looks like there. Of course, you can always just uh, look at it yourself at brightcourse.com. Um, but basically, this is a tool that centers can use with their clients to um, just help give them parenting advice. And uh, there's over 200 different videos that, um, you know, parents can watch, um, or maybe the woman is pregnant still. Um, we have a whole series of stuff from like, hey, what to expect, you know, in your first trimester, second, third. And then we also have a birth class that we just did. We actually just finished um, editing it and everything in December, and we just launched that. It's called Bright Birth Academy. Uh, it's really cool because I remember like 
back at you know TMC Tucson Medical Center taking a birth class and it was just like the worst video I've ever seen and I was like I hope someday that I can make a cool you know birth class video and now I've done it so it's like you know 10 years later I've done the dream you know one of those bucket list kind of things so um but it's it's amazing it's way better than probably what every hospital is using right now for uh you know parenting classes um for uh no, pregnancy classes. What are they called? Birth classes. Yes, birthing. that is yes, the birth birth. So, so that's Bright Birth Academy, and that is on brightcourse.com. Um, and then, uh, shall I go ahead and talk about HopeSync? That sure. is, yeah, that about question HopeSync as well. Okay, cool. So HopeSync is, uh, well, here's the, uh, the website there. It's hopesync.com. Um, and that's what the uh, front page there looks like. But basically, um, this is different. Uh, the way you would use it in your center, it has a bunch of maybe one minute long videos. And let's say that uh, your client is abortion minded. Um, she's a Christian, but she's being pressured by her boyfriend. Well, we have a tree. And, and so you would click Christian, pressured by her boyfriend. And then there's three different videos. One's from like a pastor, one's from a doctor, and then one's just like from someone who's been there and was pressured mm. by her boyfriend. Uh, she's a Christian, but she got an abortion. So she's just telling her story, like sharing that. And so there's like three different videos there that all just cater to that very specific need. And so you, as the counselor, could play either of those videos there in that room, or if you wanted to maybe save it and wait until after the counseling session, then you could like text it to that person if you wanted to. So, um, so that's kind of the way that HopeSync works. And there's just hundreds of different videos that are smaller and shorter, but are very like just specific to um, specific uh, reasons that an abortion-minded client would be abortion-minded so you know just to, to offer hope yeah. and your, your role with uh many of these videos is as the uh, producer what what's what does your role look like when help when, you, when you're working on uh making a video what part are you involved in uh yeah as the content creator um a lot of times i'm just going out and finding these interviews to shoot or uh, we have other producers that we all work together um so i'm not always having to do all of the uh making phone calls and trying to find people to shoot but primarily just the doing the shooting doing the editing um so thankfully i don't have to do all of the work of like managing everyone and getting everyone together but um it's amazing, especially now we've been doing this for more than five years and to have so much stuff that we have made is just amazing. We just started um, making a new video about teething and I had thought that we had already had a video about teething. And so I went to watch the old video and then I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, we've never done a teething video. Like we've been doing so many it's been so long I thought that we had this and so it's really <laughs> interesting how like man I can't even keep track of like all the videos that we've made so yeah yeah so where have you seen God's fingerprint while you know being a content creator someone who is looking to tell the story and 
making it, you know, interesting and cool or modern compared to the, you know, an older video that may have been the, the previous go-to for some groups. Um, you know, where do you see God's fingerprints in doing this work? It's just, um, you know, it's, it's very humbling and very honoring whenever we get like a testimony, like of someone that, Hey, your video, like, you know, changed my life. Um, obviously I think it's, it's a bit different because I'm not there in a counseling room or at a center or, you know, anything where I get to see one-on-one, you know, girls' lives. It wouldn't work for me to be a counselor anyways, I'm sure. But anyways, <laughs> um, but to hear just testimonies of um, people who have seen the videos and it's helped them is it's, it's like a dream come true, man, because like I've always just, hey, I just want to make cool videos, but I make videos that make a difference. And I never really thought that I would like, and it's just been amazing that uh, this has actually turned into something that's sustainable. Like, you know, I remember just being in high school and is this is when like internet videos were just becoming a thing and it's like hey who wants to be a youtuber you know and it's like people now are my kids are always like oh i just want to be an influencer when i grow up you know it's like <laughs> do you even know what that means like you know being an influencer but it's like we literally are and we get to influence people um you know to make, to make positive healthy choices um not every single one of our videos has like the gospel message in it. A lot of them we try to make more just like secular so that anyone could watch it. But the ones that are gospel minded, like who knows? I pray that people have come to the Lord from watching videos that I've produced that have the gospel message in them. And, and it's like, it's just a, a good feeling. Cause like, I, I'm, I'll be honest, like I'm not the best witness just out on the street, just talking with people like, Oh, let me bring up you know, the Lord and, I haven't led very many people to the Lord one-on-one, but I hope that my videos have done that. So, yeah. And so when a video is more about a healthy lifestyle or healthy decision, um, you know, my, my thought is that that's sort of meeting someone where they are and <laughs> helping them maybe go in the right direction. And then that the conversation about Jesus might be about six steps away, but yet, we're trying to get them into the right, yeah, direction to have that conversation. So I think I think a healthy lifestyle video is getting someone aligned or on the right path to hear that down the road. But and it, yeah, I mean, if you give someone everything at the very same at the very moment, sometimes they're not ready to hear certain topics or messages, and they they may bounce or they may not stay with you know they may not stay to hear what you have what you have to say. But if you go at the right pace, it seems like there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a good timing for bringing on certain topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what, what are some of the video projects that you have worked on recently? Like what's one of the most, one of the recent projects you've worked on? You mentioned the, the birthing piece. Is that like, was that a series or is that a single long video or what did that look yeah. like? It's, there's um, seven like 20 minute long videos and they, walk through everything it's great because it's we don't just get stuck focusing on like lamas or anything like that i had one person tell me like yeah we we just spent like three hours doing like lamas 
And then I didn't even like it. And I ended up like finding something else online and that, you know, she preferred that wasn't Lamas. And so we don't spend too much focused on just one technique, but we cover a whole lot of techniques within the seven videos. Um, but then there's also a training side of the whole series, which is for um, centers to use to actually teach. So um, if you have, you know, a client who's pregnant and she's not able to take a birth class at her hospital because of COVID, or maybe she just doesn't have the time or whatever, you can just send her these videos. She can watch them at home. But then um, as the like client advocate, you also know all the info. So you could like talk with her about it and like, you know, just make sure that she's good. Make sure she's feeling like she knows everything that she needs to for when she goes into labor. Um, I could talk more about all what's in the whole thing, but it's kind of funny as a man, like producing all these like birth videos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, I just want to always throw in my two cents as a dad where it's like, Oh, you'll forget about, you know, the pain you'll want another baby. in like, you know, a year from now, you know, that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, so when it comes to the the people who are using these videos that you're you know the executive directors at the, the you know pregnancy clinics across the country who use heritage house and and uh, break course for for their their uh, client training these videos helping clients in certain scenarios what kind of interaction have you heard from that group when it comes to like the need that your group is sort of um, filling what what, what kind of um, comments or feedback have you heard from that from the you know executive directors group right i just tons of high praise i mean um i've asked plenty of times like hey if you have any like negative feedback please let us know so we can like make things better and there's never been any of that so it's it's nice um but yeah everyone really loves it the people that have used it um and uh like i said there's been reports of people whose lives have been changed and it's just again it's it's very humbling and just exciting because it's like man I'm doing something that's making a difference um the uh I think the the greatest thing is like all this happened right before COVID hit and so um, yeah the, the hope sink was something that Brandon was talking about months before COVID or maybe a year I'm not sure but it seemed like it was it was like perfectly aligned yeah, like it was ready to be launched right before COVID became a thing, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard of like some centers that like, you know, they they really like either shut down or they had to like, you know, really just get smaller because not as many people were coming in or not as many people could come in or anything like that. But our videos really just saw like a huge boost in the amount of times that, you know, client advocates were sending them to girls who were abortion minded, but maybe couldn't even come in to the center to, uh, to talk or do a counseling thing. And so just straight up, just the videos uh, were making a difference without even there being a one-on-one -on -one, um, connection. And so I think, you know, that's, that's where everything's headed anyways. It's like, if you're not doing stuff with video, then you're kind of like outdated maybe, you know? And so now it's like, I'm just thankful to be, uh, to be used in such a vital role rather than just like 
making some, you know, entertaining videos that have no purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to picking out new topics, what is that? What does the round table look like or that brainstorming session or who's working on like guiding, like which videos are going to be on the docket next? What does that right. look like? Yeah, thankfully, I'm not the uh, one who makes those decisions because I'm just probably wouldn't uh, know what to think of next. But um, we have a bunch of producers. Uh, the one that I work with directly, her name is Kimberly, and she's I think her and Brandon are the ones who talk about like, all right, here's the next ones. But we do have a list of um, like a seven year long list of videos that will be we've been producing. And so we're in like year six of that seven year long. Here's everything that we're going to make in the next seven years. So uh, two years left. And then the idea is basically if we don't have new ideas, we'll just make the videos we made in year one better which oh okay yeah five years five years they're five years old and i look at them and i'm like wow they are so bad compared to what <laughs> we're, you know um compared to like a, a hospital birth class video like the one that i saw when you know we were having uh my daughter who's she's 11 now so this was 11 years ago watching a video that i believe was made in the 90s like this video was so bad I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was being played on a VHS not a DVD or anything you know so so a lot of there's just a lot of bad content out there and it's awesome that our stuff is just I feel, I'm so proud of it it's it's good stuff so yeah that's, that makes a lot of sense like so yeah what are what are the things that make an older video bad is it is it the clothing the video quality the the storytelling like what parts feel what is the what is the most stale piece that seems like mark yeah, an video that's a good point because it's like hey the information is still important right like so if if you even if you watch this old awful video like you still learned so it's fine um that's a good point man uh yeah i guess it's definitely like the 90s hair like you can recognize it a mile away <laughs> you know maybe 10 years from now it'll be like really cool again so <laughs> yeah but um yeah what do you what are you what are some other things I guess just the quality like I mean you know things in the 90s weren't even HD yet so you know our phones we're looking at each other right now on you know our, our phones and the quality is better than 90s stuff so. yeah yeah, yeah I, I would think uh, if, you know, if you're redoing a video project you did five years ago, you might have, you know, you might have feedback from people who have used it, or maybe you might have a different way of telling the story. Maybe there's a way to make it shorter or more relevant based on uh, just, there's probably a way to, it's probably a good exercise to refresh something after five years, because obviously it's not fresh anymore. So when you look at it, you'll be able to look at it with very critical eyes and find out how to make it better. Mm. Um, and sometimes just doing it again, like it allows for it to have polish that you wouldn't have had in the first round. So I think that's a good, that's a good, that's a really uh, good desire to have. It's often not ever found like the, op the opportunity to redo something in five years seems to be something that's a great idea, but yet often not done. And so that's actually pretty exciting that you guys might actually get to redo some older pieces trying to add some polish and get to tell that story again with with all your current skill sets and and so on so that's, that's oh, a great yeah. 
we're we're always getting better you know if you're not growing and learning then you're not uh you're not living you know it's, yeah. it's just part of life yeah that makes sense um so when you used to live in tucson or we, we used to you know we're, we're before the podcast we we're talking about we could go back to some older stories of you know back before you moved to the sholo and um so yeah so we used back then you were with um working with Amy Dobbins or Amy Short, Amy Dobbins, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dobbins, yeah. <laughs> with, um, yeah, the breakdown group. Um, yeah, we used to, we, we had to do some video. We, we did a man on the street video once going to U of A, asking people questions about STDs, like literally <laughs> on the street. You know, no one got the pre-warning notice. <laughs> um, I try to remember what we were, we, we, yeah, we went and we were like, yeah, walking up to people and asking them questions. And I think you were the interviewer asking the yeah. question, probably. Um, that was cool. That was nerve wracking. And it was, it was. like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, man, if we would have, if we would have kept doing it, maybe after like a hundred times, I feel like it probably would have been like comfortable talking with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, talking to some random person at U of A about, their thoughts about STDs and in order to try and find content in order to craft content that'd be helpful to someone else. That was, uh, yeah, that was a new experience. <laughs> I wonder, old. yeah, I wonder too, like, I mean, you know, the, the thing is like, how, how would you get a video that's just trying to tell college kids, you know, not to sleep around uh, in front of them? You know, and that's a, that's a big challenge these days is like just the amount of useless information that's there in front of all of us all day long. Like whether you're yeah. watching, you know, videos just on Facebook or maybe you're like smart and you don't even watch anything or you're not on social media. And then you just get home after a long day of work and you turn on the television. It's like Game of Thrones or something awful, you know, just like in your face um but how how do we get you know just positive messages and life-changing messages out yeah and just just blast it you know that's that's a huge challenge so i think uh that's one of the reasons that i'm just so grateful for what we do um with with this content is because it's like you know the audience is just built in like it's you know struggling uh women or struggling families who want to get better and they want this information and so it's like hey well uh here's all the information in a positive and and uh, entertaining format you know yeah so yeah and Planned Parenthood they've been they created this this app this app called Rue have you heard about Rue before the no. It's Check like an it. abstinence education app where you're supposed to ask Rue the questions in order to get, you know, their thoughts on, you know, whether it's, you know, a variety of questions that are inappropriate, you know, like, well, not inappropriate, but well, in some cases they are, but um, of like sex education questions. And, and then they essentially have a you know, series of videos that do it with humor and cutting edge technology to try and deliver these bad messages. And so I feel like there's definitely a need for us to be competing with you know the, you know or we're competing for people's attention and and uh, and thoughts and really and you know trying to provide healthy decisions or healthy messages 
with videos is a um, is competing with what Planned Parenthood is providing, which is um, the opposite of that. You know, unhealthy decisions and unhealthy content. And um, yeah, and I feel like there's that, that's that's growing. That that space is growing when it comes to um, well, when it comes to uh, providing information remotely, I feel like there's a lot of growth there in recent months and coming up in recent months and years, you know, feel, I feel like that's where the, uh, where pricing clinics are going to be going is doing more remote work. Even with people going back to in-person, I feel like the, the remote services is an area that we need to be growing as a group because our, the opposition is doing a lot of work there when it comes to providing remote services, whether it's like they're mailing abortion pills through the mail and providing mm. their services without, you know, without doing it in person or they're, pro or they're providing content through an app or they're providing content um, remotely. Um, yeah, so I think there's a huge need for, for people to be equipped to provide remote services because it seems like that's the new, the new sidewalk per se, or the new space where we're competing is for that connection um, to, to where someone might find a resource for where they're going to make, you know, they might pull content from to make decisions from. Um, and it's sort of a, yeah, it's sort of uh, daunting in some ways when it comes to that competing on that virtual space. because It's not right. like a sidewalk where anyone can just walk up and be present. It requires a lot more work to get to that, quote, virtual sidewalk. Um, but, um, so when it comes to, um, uh, Pam Stenzel, I know you guys did some videos with her, uh, yeah. that was about a year ago. Um, she, yeah, Correct. she drove, she flew into Tucson and then I, we, we, we carpooled from <laughs> Tucson to Sholo and, and, uh, and she's an amazing person when it comes to like her, 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 uh, her insight on the STD and sex education topics. She mm -hmm. seems to be, yeah, a, a, you know, a leader in our country when it comes to, you know, being strong in that area. What, what was your, what were your thoughts on her video, the, the work that you were working with her on? Yeah, she was, she was awesome because in the video that we were making, she was actually dissing on her own content from back in the nineties. <laughs> so like, like uh, in one of the, the videos, she was like, Hey, center directors, are you still using, you know, the one where I'm like, you know, wearing the weird outfit and my hair is like this and stuff. She's like, get rid of that and start using this one that we, you know, are making here. So that was funny, but she's um, just awesome to work with. Uh, the way that we did all of those is we didn't even have a teleprompter or a script. We basically had the topic and the outline and we'd go, all right, go. And then she would just talk. And uh, maybe I edited out a few ums or stutters, you know, but it, it's like she's just uh, knows her stuff. I mean, she's a motivational speaker and, and just does that stuff as a as a that's that's her job, you know, but um, we actually have her coming back at the end of this month and we will be oh, filming wow. content. Yeah. And um, I should have actually double checked what that was before I started talking. Could I, oh, I, no, it's fine. Yeah, I have no idea what uh, we are filming. Well, it was probably going to be on the STD topic again, I would expect, or in her in her world. We, um, we've we also done with her um, just like, oh, what, 
how would I describe this? Um, just advice for centers, like how to go about counseling, like in the counseling center. And so all of that's on Bright Course as well. Um, I'd say maybe half of Bright Course is divided into information just for centers and counselors to learn how to be better at that. And then the other half is um, videos that centers can give to their clients so their clients can learn either how to have a better labor and delivery or how to be a better parent once their their uh, child is born. Um, I think one of the things I didn't say this yet is just that, you know, you, uh, you go through all the work of helping this young woman choose life instead of choosing abortion, but then she still just is maybe in poverty, uh, doesn't have a car, like doesn't have a job, um, has an abusive boyfriend, uh, is just stuck in life. And it's like, and she kept her baby, but she has no clue how to be a good mom or how to recognize that she's in an abusive relationship and needs to get out. And so we've got all these different videos that are talking about those things. Um, I did a, uh, just like abusive relationships video where I got to interview different women who have been in them. And they were just like, every time just sharing, you know, to whoever's going to be watching it, like, Hey, you know, these are the red flags. And like, if, if any of those are, you know, signaling to you, get out of that relationship. And then, and then, you know, there's other advice for like, okay, well maybe she can't leave the relationship because uh, then she'll have nowhere to live. Well, here's, you know, how to manage that and stuff. And so of course the situations are always way more specific for each individual, but we try to hit as many things as we can, you know? Yeah. One of the messages that um, Pam Stenzel um, championed was it was this the idea that someone needs to get an STD test before having an abortion, which then right. gives the pregnancy clinic an opportunity to meet with that woman before she actually goes to get a, uh, a surgical abortion. And so like, yeah, essentially she was champion of like this idea of like three things you must do before you actually, you know, to an abortion minded woman, you need to do one is know if your pregnancy is viable. Uh, which in other words, have an ultrasound, because if you have a tubal pregnancy, you know, you need to, you need to know that it's a viable pregnancy first. And then secondly, to know how far along you are in order to know, you know, essentially to know how many weeks into the pregnancy you are. And that's also a way of saying have an ultrasound, which is also a way to draw that client in, then have a, have an opportunity to talk, et cetera. And then the, the last one was to know, to have an STD test. And then with that one, the idea is that if someone has an active case of chlamydia or gonorrhea, and if they happen to have a flare up and then they have a surgical abortion, they would be pushing uh, or shoving um, cancer producing cells into the cervix if they actually have an abortion while having an active flare up. And so it's actually, you know, essentially it's cancer producing and it's bad for their health. Um, and so there's, you know, if they went forward the abortion, the, you know, the idea is that they should have, they should know if they have an STD and then have it treated before. But then, you know, our, our motive in doing all of this messaging is to essentially have more time with her and to have the opportunity to build up more rapport 
and be able to speak in healthy decisions so that she makes a decision she's going to enjoy for decades, not just for months um, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. And so, but yeah, so that's a really, you know, tying in STD testing and, 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 you know, connecting that to abortion vulnerable client uh, services is a Pam Stenzel idea. I don't think anyone else had that except for, you know, and, and my, my goal with that content or message is so that other clinics know, you know, the genius that Pam Stenzel figured out there so that they can use that same concept to draw in clients and, and um, yeah, and find, find that, that doorway to talk to that client who's, look, who's abortion minded in order to have those, those minutes or hours, hopefully, to have a rapport building, trust building, direction uh, building time. It's, it's a completely um, second, like it's another thing that you can market um, that you can even get women coming in who aren't um, pregnant at all. And they just come in just for a pregnancy test. And then you have an opportunity to talk to them about changing their lifestyle so yeah. that, hey, yo, uh, you came in because you're worried about, you know, maybe having an STD. Would you like to not have to ever worry about getting an STD for the rest of your life? You know, like, well, here's, you know, how you would go about that. So, so yeah, it's, um, it hits a completely different, uh, what would you call it? Not market. That's, that sounds awful, <laughs> but a different audience. It's, it's, yeah. Audience. It's a different, uh, different audience or it's, I think it's important for us to have a message that works for everyone who sees our content, whether they're, whether they're pregnant or not pregnant, whether they have an STD or not have an STD. I think it's a healthy place for us as a group to have a way to make it so that when we reach out to a group of people, we have something for everyone in that, in that sphere that's helpful to that entire group, uh, each different segment of that group. Uh, one of the things that we're currently working on with Pam Stenzel, we're actually working on a video project to, to create a video series that's going to be on TikTok and Tinder, <laughs> sort of crazy Very spaces, cool. but and it's going to be for promoting STD testing on TikTok and Tinder and other dating apps, and so and also YouTube pre-roll. And YouTube pre-roll makes a lot more sense to me. These other spaces are a little bit um, new, or we're cutting our teeth on these you know these new places. It's, but it's that's where the audience is. Yeah, so, I have no idea about Tinder. Like, that's obviously not something I should ever have, you know, <laughs> or, or see. And so, like, that's, yeah, that's that's a smart idea, though. It's very brave. I didn't, I didn't even know you could advertise on there or whatever. But yeah, yeah, we're we haven't done it yet, but we're 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 in the works of building out a. Well, essentially, we're working on trying to make a humor of humorous set of of videos, and. Um, uh, or our, essentially, our, our, the concept is to compete with uh, Trojan um, on in those spaces when it comes to humorous content. But trying to make STD testing humorous and entertaining has been the challenge that we've run into. But it's something that we're embracing and we're taking it on and we're we're going to go for it. But um, so would you, we could, if you would like, we could actually sh I could share some of the content that we're currently um creating that can get your feedback live on this yeah. podcast what do you think is that something you'd be we're interested in to, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now 
All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to delay when we publish this podcast until like after, well, one, after I get a green light from community and Pam and, you know, and their group that it's okay to share brainstorming. And I can always cut this piece out if we have to, but yeah. Um, but I think it might be really fun to hear your thoughts because as a, a video producer, you're going to have some interesting feedback. Um, and we've, we've, we've been trying to get some feedback from people who have like the natural funny, like they know how to find the funny. And so that's one group I've been trying to reach out to, to share these that's, ideas with. That's one thing that's so hard is like, I think I'm hilarious. And then half the time my jokes fall flat. And so I'm always trying to push for like funny, funny, funny in, in our videos. And then my wife is like my, uh, you know, Jiminy Cricket. She's always like, oh, that's not funny. Don't put that in there. Like no one's going to get that <laughs> from the video. Well, so. and I, I think that's, you know, that's sort of normal. That funny is not, everything is not funny, but you have to be willing to try enough spaghetti in order for something yeah. to stick. Oh, yeah. Eventually. yeah. <laughs> Just tell your wife, we need to throw <laughs> more spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's do, uh, maybe I got time for like maybe uh, two or three. How long are these? Oh, they're, well, they're eight second videos, but oh, describing them takes at least okay, three minutes. I probably have time for uh, two. No. <laughs> okay. So the first one we have, it's called, it's called asking for a friend. And so this one is, um, actually, actually, well, I could do a screen show, share. Show, but... don't tell, Jake, show it. Uh, <laughs> Just show it. All right. All right. So I guess we're, I, I'll have to, okay. So we have this uh, actor. And he leans into the camera and says, hey, come closer. Do you know where someone can get tested for an STD? I'm, I'm just asking for a friend. And so then we have like that contrast of the person pulling back and essentially as if they're not asking for themselves. Obviously, they, they are asking for themselves. Um, oh, Brookie's back in the house. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Children. Thank you. <laughs> No, I can edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So, so yes, yeah, so we have, um, so we have this guy reach, he's, he's close to the camera. He says, Hey, come closer. Do you know where someone can get tested for an STD? Or he would, we would use an, a frequently asked question for an STD at this point. And then he pulls back and says, ah, oh, I'm just asking for a friend. And, and then we have the voice of God announcer come on saying for confidential STD testing visit you know, the name of the clinic. Right. And then we have a one to three second pause. And then the voice of God says, bring a friend. And then there'll be a piece at the bottom that says, bring a friend. And what's sort of interesting about this is that, it, you know, we actually do want people to bring a friend when they come in. They, you know, they don't have to come in alone to a clinic. But this person's probably asking for themselves, but they may be calling it asking for a friend. And then one of the follow-up videos that we might go with for this piece would be we would we would pan the camera back and we would show the person holding the boom mic and that person would realize uh, realize that he's now on camera and say oh I'm not the friend I'm not his friend <laughs> but in reality that person might be his friend but he's not the friend he's asking for and mm -hmm. so or we might pull back the camera and we might show someone else on the park bench who's sitting like two seats over and that person looks over oh I'm not the friend I'm not his friend. <laughs> And so that would be the idea, that'd be the, the ongoing bit. Um, so what are your thoughts on asking for a friend? Like, do you think that's got humor in there or what are your thoughts as you hear that? I thought you had 
already shot it and I got to watch it. So you have to Oh no, it. no. We we oh, we've only done the script writing and we've we've yeah. also done some casting calls. We have not shot any of these videos as of yet. Very cool. <laughs> That would yeah, be really nice if I had that part ready to show. Yeah, I would enjoy yeah. showing that. We're we're in the brain. We're in the creative process at this point. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, the the more amount of just brainstorming and stuff that you put into something, I think a lot of times, you know, it makes something better. Um, a lot of times, like I'll just go do something and spend hours making it, and then it falls flat. And so it's like you know, that's that's really wise that you're like. You know, well, sharing. we're trying to find the right actor and act or actresses to pull off these funny bits because a part of it is having a line that has potential for funny, and then a, a bigger part seems to be to have that talent to actually be able to pull off that humorous line in yeah. a way that actually comes off in a way that people enjoy in, in an entertaining and funny way, or yeah, they can pull it off. So finding sure. really good talent you seems know, the, to be our, our key for this. You just got to go to the, like the uh, the theater department at the U of A and, you know, just like all the people trying to be actors, you know, I'm sure they'll do a great job. But yeah, um, I think that the concept sticks. It's funny. And um, the idea of, of bringing a friend as well. I wonder, you know, it, if I wonder, I, I don't know. I have no experience with this, but do, you know, girls, when they find out they, or think they might have an STD, do they tell their friends before they go get tested or, or do they keep that a secret? Um, I'm sure with guys, oh, you keep that a secret. You're not going to tell any of your friends. I would, if I found out, I would not tell, you know, my best friend in the world. It would just be a secret. I would never share that. So um, I wonder if that bit, uh, you know, yeah, to and I, I think, you know, I think you're right. Go. Probably a, a large percent would not tell anybody, but I'm sure there's some people who would pull in a trusted friend to share that with. Um, but really in the end, by saying bring a friend, we're asking that person to come on in and come yeah. in to get tested. Um, yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, so you know, bring a friend. Bring bring a friend is sort of a way of saying you could you could you could come on in. There's different ways of yeah, playing it's off like, those phrases. It's, it's not. It's my friend. I brought I brought my friend. You know, I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a yeah it's a bit we're working on. Um, yeah, we have time maybe for one more. Let me go ahead and pull up one more of these. Um, let's see. I'll do this one here. This is. So this one we call angel versus devil. And so we have uh, a person in the middle and then on one shoulder, we have an angel video bubble or person. And on the other shoulder, we have the devil. And so the devil is saying, and, and this one is still completely in the work. This is a, a rough draft. There's gonna be some changes made, but so this is the current draft though. So the devil says, wow, that was fun Saturday night. And the angel says, but now what are you going to do? The devil says, it was so much fun sowing our wild oats. And the angel says, now let's pray for crop failure. Only time will tell. And the devil says, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. And the voice of God comes on. For confidential STD testing, visit, name of clinic. One to three second pause, time to get tested. And then the devil's voice in the background, tick-tock, tick-tock. So with this one, yeah, Pam Sinzel thought, um, our crop failure uh, wild oats joke 
was about 30 years too old, maybe maybe <laughs> 40 years too old. But so we're going to try and come up with a a modernized version of that that would reflect what someone in a bigger city would enjoy. Um, a way of sort of saying that. You know, they just need to say, you know, I'm sure the devil actor, whoever you get, could just be pretty vulgar, like without swearing or anything, but just maybe just doing some hip thrusts or something like that. You know, it's more uh, visual uh, than saying, don't don't say wild oats. That's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such an old. Yeah, no one says that, you know. Yeah. And so it's a really old joke because we potentially could try and use yeah, you, know, uh, you know, a visual, you know, the concept, you know, the, the display it. And what the, for the, um, for the, uh, the devil, we were thinking about like a, uh, essentially a large fat man, probably with like scruffy beard, un uncombed hair, maybe even a cigar, <laughs> something along those lines, you know, sort of like uh, almost like yeah. Jim Belushi with his shirt off kind of concept. <laughs> Um, and then for the the angel, we're thinking of like a Barney, uh, like a clean, skinny, you know, uh, uh, Barney Fife kind of character, or maybe like uh, a sassy African-American, you know, essentially a very stark contrast between the angel and devil when it comes to like, you know, cl you know, one's clean, one's messy, one's, one's obnoxious, one is, uh, you know, very, very uh, organized and like almost, uh, you know, sort of trying to create like a, you know, the, the Apple guy versus the PC guy kind of combo where they, they have that stark contrast on, you know, in that case, it's creativity. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to come up with like those kind of characters that have, you know, to, to, to build a series out of and then having that, those conversations, those kind of, those kind of uh, video pieces. Well, that's cool. I think, you know, both of them will be successful. And the important thing is have something, you know, don't, don't just uh, wish that you had an ad. It, it's better to have a okay ad than wait around for the best ad ever, you know, and so just just do it and um, see where it goes. Uh, that's, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm a big component of uh, try. You know, if you don't try something, you won't know where it could have led. You know, because sometimes you have to go through a rough draft before you can get to that that next version. Um, or sometimes you'll get, you know, it'll just work out and it'll be really well. It'll come out great. And you, but yeah, you got to try it. That's right. You know, trying it's really important and going for it. These kind of projects. Um, but yeah, so that's something that we're currently working on, and it's sort of it's outside of what we normally work on. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's something we're currently trying to find the funny in STD testing, which is a bit of a challenge. Um, so, and most of the, so when it comes to the genres of videos that you guys work on, that you work on, you know, have you you know when it comes to trying to add the funny in, what's your what's your what does that look like? You're trying to figure out how to bring in interesting elements or entertaining elements or humor into your a video project what does how do you go like what is that what is your what's your mindset look like when you try and work on that as we've continued to grow in the way that we make these videos it's changed a lot we used to do a lot of like scripted things where we would try to emulate um like a like a 
popular show or something or maybe like make it look like a news thing so it was always like more theme than maybe there's just a hilarious joke or anything like that um so like for instance uh you remember i think it's dan rather or 60 minutes or whatever or okay you know, where, where he's like the detective kind of guy and he's just standing there and he's like you know when when this is happening then you know that it's because of this thing so stuff like that that was that was one that we had made where it was like man we really tried hard like to to just shoot that style and get the lighting where it was like always looking like dick tracy or whatever um so we moved from that to now um a lot of it's maybe not necessarily just funny but it's more just real like where you know we're interviewing real moms um just going around getting footage of their babies their kids uh, and what they're going through in their day-to-day and then focused on the theme of like for instance the teething video well we went to some mom's houses who their toddlers were teething and we just hung out with them for an hour and just video kind of what their day was like and so um did anything hilarious happen no did you know um and so but it's more just like very relatable to the audience because a lot of times i'm watching youtube videos where people are just vlogging or you know they're talking about their life and for some reason i'm interested in how many nachos they ate that night and it's not <laughs> funny but i'm like oh, yeah i want those now you know the so, fact that you're interested in it is pretty funny <laughs> yeah i am i watching this person's life i have nothing better to do right you know like i should <laughs> right now um so it's kind of that's where we're headed with i think what we want to do except at the same time all of the information we're giving is like pediatrician approved and it's like actual facts and like science and not just something that we saw on a you know a, a forum and so it could be anyone sharing this advice it's like no everything's like doctor approved actual uh tips and tricks to do you know and and so um, there's kind of a fine line there between just being like, you know, your, your audience's best friend and then also being like, like the expert. And so we'll go and video doctors and have them in the video. Um, and then that's usually my favorite thing though, is like getting the doctors to say something funny. Cause then it's like, you see their like humanity and not just them as like, mm. you know, this, uh, this, yes, they're an expert but oh they had kids too and they like remember you know these things and, and so yeah that's an interesting point because my experience with doctors is that sometimes the way they talk comes off very um very formal or medical you know, me, you know medical content sounding it doesn't come mm -hmm. off as um maybe relatable and trying to actually guide them towards creating relatable you know, conversational pieces is, I think, a huge plus because as people are more likely to absorb what they're saying, if it comes off in a more casual or relatable style. Um, yeah, but that's not necessarily their. That's not their default by any means. I think their their default is very clinical or medical sounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we for, have most, for many doctors. Not, obviously, not all, but many doctors. It feels like that's that's sort of like their professional opinion is very very um yeah sometimes hard hard to uh hard to connect with 
Sometimes. We've been very fortunate. Um, a lot of times I'm driving down to Tucson or Phoenix to video people okay. though. Because, um, it's it's kind of rural up here, uh, but it's it's sometimes just hard to find like the right person to be in the video. But like the, the amount of doctors and stuff here, like we've met with a lot of them, you know, to try to find like who's going to be good, uh, the good doctor to be in in our videos. So yeah. Ah, okay, that's good. So you've mm-hmm. essentially done some work to find relatable people who can, yeah, deliver that message that you need that piece. It makes sense. Interesting. Well, cool. So, um, what what's your next project coming up? Like, what is, what's coming up for your next uh, your next piece around the corner? We are very excited to be doing a healthy relationships um, series. Uh, this is replacing the healthy relationships series that we currently have, which is divided into like a men's and then a woman's. Um, ones where it was basically just bashing the opposite sex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, uh, it, you know, they, they were good, but they're a little outdated now because they were done in the early 2000s. And so it's 20 years old now, which is crazy, oh, wow. right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, so we're just updating those. And what's awesome is my wife and I, we've been married for 13 years. We get to share just a lot of our own stuff because, well, first of all, We've got plenty of stuff to share, <laughs> you know, we're still together. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've been through a lot. And so like, we have a lot of advice there. And then with the other videos that I've done about um, abusive relationships and stuff, I, we just know a lot about red flags and stuff. And then we've got a lot of different, uh, you know, Christian marriage uh, books, like um, boundaries in dating boundaries in marriage and then um love it not love and logic uh the what's the one where it's like the guy the girl the guys speak blue and the girls speak pink just we've watched a lot of marriage advice videos in the last 13 years so we've like taken just our favorite parts of all those things and stuff that we would tell anyone who's in a dating relationship thinking about getting married like just stuff that we would share with them so um is your, we're really is your just, wife's name what's is your wife's name megan, megan. okay yeah and then and she helped and she helps you with uh different like audio and sometimes she's on no, and, and she's, the videos right she's the star jake she's our star she does all the voiceover work uh most of it um sometimes we get other people to be you know the the face on the videos but yeah she's just a, a great um teleprompter reader so <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, i've seen her in several of the videos and i think she yeah she really does she's she's really good in front of the camera yeah it, it works she does really well uh, as the talent that you're working for mm-hmm. so, she's done awesome. theater like all her life so yeah she's good awesome um so what, what would you like to share with an executive director who happens to be listening to this podcast as they're, as they're wrapping up their drive, you know, picking up their kids from school or, you know, doing the right, dishes? Yeah. What would you like to say to them before we wrap up this piece? Just, first of all, thank you so much for what you do. Um, obviously, you feel God has called you to do this work. Uh, I don't think anyone's just like, yeah, I want to work super, super hard. Uh, without God's calling being on their life. So thank you for pursuing what you know you are supposed to be doing. 
Um, if you have a chance to just check out brightcourse.com and hopesync.com, it'll give you much better info uh, and probably a lot faster than I could just tell you all about it. So take a look if you have a chance. Um, and that's it. Yeah, it seems like a large percent of clinics, I don't know what the percentage is, but it seems like it's most clinics seem to be connected with Heritage House and Bright Course. Like it's right. more common than not that they are using your materials. And so I feel like there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who are familiar with what, you, you know, the content you're, you're talking about. Like they're, they're currently using it, they're promoting it, they're, they're thankful for it. And so I feel like that's the most common story is that people are already connected. And then if mm -hmm. anyone's not connected, this is, this is something that almost everyone else is already using. So you should definitely consider using it because it's, 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 there's a reason why it's the norm. It's the, uh, you know, the common go-to for video resources. Like there, that makes, it makes a lot of sense for why people, why so many people do enjoy using it. Um, well, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, thank you for being on this podcast. And, um, and also thank you for helping us make, uh, make several videos. You've helped us in several times and I'm looking forward to the next video project with you as well. Um, because yeah, your work is so much fun as a unique flavor of video creation. You, know, you have a unique creative um, style that is just really good. And it's a great way to deliver positive messages. So I just want to say thank you for working with us as well to help craft content that we then uh, provide and work with clinics and centers to, to leverage on their websites. And so your, yeah, your videos are one of our main pushes for sharing with clinics to, to connect with their, on their client facing websites to draw in the abortion minded client on these different topics. And, and so, yeah, your, your video work is making a difference, making a positive difference across the country. So thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mention that I'm like uh, your guys' video guy, you know, on the, but until you mentioned it. So yeah, yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have a lot of hats. I mean, you, you sort of take on a lot of roles and you've been doing videos for so long. Like right. you have a lot of history in that, in the video creation world. Um, well, it was, and, it was tough cause like I was, like man what am i gonna say because like i know what i could talk about video but like with um you know everything in the pro-life movement i don't really know everything that's going on and so i'm glad you were able to steer me in the right direction with you know saying keeping on topic with what i know really well so yeah and that's fine um and and, and i'm in the same boat like i i would like to know more but there is so there are so many pockets where i am I'm not connected well enough to know what's really going on there. And, and I feel like God's, you know, like the whole concept of like um, the body of Christ. Like, I feel like some people in the body of Christ are working in this area and it's okay for not, you know, for the rest of us to lean on them to be the expert in that, in that world. And for us to be focusing in our, in our area and, and as a, and as a group, we form the body of Christ, you know, in this pro-life uh, arena. And so I feel like, um, cause it's like, there's, you know, think about the, you know, the legal, the, the, the political, the, you know, the creative, the, you know, the, the clinic work, there, there are so many areas of the pro-life work. Um, many of yeah. us, you know, maybe Jarrell with heartbeat, like he might be the exception where he actually sort of has like a good oversight of everything going on, but not me. Like, I, I feel like I'm focused on the marketing 
and that's my sphere. And I feel like you've got the focus on um, video production for uh, helping clients with their next steps. Like that's your sphere. And, and that's, that's a big sphere. Like these are not small spheres. Like you could spend, you know, if you devote yourself to one area, you know, it's not like you're going to run out of work. I mean, there's so many things to do in any given sphere. Um, same thing with like legal, like the reason why, you know, NIFLA and ADF are so important is because they take on that sphere and that's, and I, I don't have the bandwidth, <laughs> you know, I just, right. I lean on them for their expertise in those areas. And I'm glad we have, you know, good people in these different spheres. And so, uh, yeah. And so, you know, Heritage House and Bright Course are taking on an area. And I feel like that's like, you know, part of this large body of Christ. And you guys are taking on that, you know, that part of the, you know, that part of the, the need. And so um, I think in the end, we all sort of work well together. Like, you know, it, I, I feel like there's like this pro-life family or pro-life team kind of feel that we all sort of take on different areas. And, and, and I'm, it's, I'm really thankful that we have so many different types of people in the, in the work. Because as a group, we can then, you know, I feel like God's the, the over, over, you know, the oversight of the, the, the director, and he's making all, all these pieces work together. Um, and, and very often, a lot of us sort of get our heads down and we focus in our area. We don't necessarily get to see the bigger picture. Um, and we're, oh yeah, it's just, then that's, so I experience the same thing. Like I, I, I'm always, I'm focusing on the marketing and then I lose sight of these other areas because I'm just so focused on that, that sphere. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I can relate to that, that feeling. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much for giving me a chance just to talk to your audience and just share a little bit about me and all the cool, cool stuff I've been making. <laughs>